Get your note in place, Gavin, and that's a lovely way to start the 90th episode of the Overclock ZA podcast. Welcome to the show, everybody. I am Lindsay Shooters. And I'm Gavin Dudley. Why is there always the delay, dude? Are you not are you not are you not like secure in the knowledge that you are Gavin Dudley? <laughs> identity crisis no i mean even now i'm like distracted i'm like okay what are we opening with again i mean you know we've, we've done like nearly 100 episodes and i still have to pause for thought whenever you kick off okay well we've kicked hey, off Let's keep- yeah. well the things that you know about gavin is that you know he's the editor of the largest <laughs> consumer technology magazine in south africa it's called tech magazine exclusive to tfg subs or fushini group account holders as subscribers and available in various outlets. I'm Lindsay Shooters. I am that opinion guy on the internet. That opinion guy.co.za is the website where you find me. That opinion guy on YouTube. Been making some awesome content. Gavin, the next video that I'm going to make is going to be all about the Huawei P40 Pro, which finally arrives oh. on my desk today. Oh, man. I have it feel in my sorry hands. for our, our regular <laughs> listeners. All they've heard about is a Huawei basically for a year. Okay. And now that was just from me. And now you starting up as well. You've got to feel sorry for them. Okay. Right. Let's hear your version of events. Um, okay. So it arrives. Um, first, they, <laughs> the courier sends it to like, so I'm Lindsay Shooters, obviously. Um, I'm a private person. <laughs> and they... <laughs> But they fold in the label like correctly. And then I get this phone call like from a from a Belville number. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I pick up and she, the lady is like, yeah, excuse me, who am I speaking to? And I'm like, Lindsay Shooters. She's like, well, Mr. Shooters, I am work for a company called Leslie Kramer Associates. And we have a package that should be going to you. Okay. <laughs> Leslie Kramer but, and Associates. Yes. Yeah, I don't I don't even know, man. Anyway, it's finally got to me. That's no harm, right. no foul on Huawei side, PR side. You guys did well. Thank you very much. I am enjoying it. First snaps that I took. This camera is something special. I was hoping that it would be. I was hoping that I would be proved wrong on everything. But the startup is a little bit challenging. Um, the phone you don't mean didn't the, work. You, you mean the startup to using the phone. You don't mean the camera. You mean the startup to using yeah. the phone. Ah, okay. No, the startup mm-hmm. using the phone. So I did the whole spiel. I fold in my old school Huawei cloud account, tried to send a push notification to the P20, which I no longer own. Um, so mm. good luck to the person who bought it. Um, if you got a... <laughs> um, anyway, right. did, the, did the SMS verification thing put in the code, and then it's like, hmm, do you have an old phone to bring stuff from? I was like, yes, download phone clone on my Galaxy S10 Plus, oh, Galaxy S10, and then um, phone clone only kind of brought over my contacts and um, something else. It didn't bring over, like, messages, didn't bring over my calendar stuff, Um, and then none of the apps that I use are here, and now I let me together. Let me just interject. You have to understand, Lindsay and I do this once, sometimes twice, every single week. We have to move our lives from one phone to another phone. So we're kind of experts at doing this inside of 10 minutes, basically, you know. Um, So for Lindsay, A, to have to think about it and then to be challenged by it and then to have stuff fail, you know, a lot has to be wrong. Okay. Okay. So So, the biggest gripe that I have, so I'm going to restart it all again, going to try and clone it from the LG, the G7 that I have, as per your instructions, because that's the one that worked for you, finally got the WhatsApp to work. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, WhatsApp exists on the phone, but it's in this weird, like, dual space situation. Um, And it's like, it's the amalgamation of all of the Facebook apps. And it kind Mm. of wants you to run two instances of the same app. But it's like, where's no, the app, this bro? Is all, <laughs> this is all not app? good. 
<laughs> now, can I just point out, okay, that from the, yes. the time between when I did this and when Lindsay's doing this, there's almost two months from when I yeah. did this, and he's attempting to do the same thing now, which is to get a Huawei product working without the Google services, the topic we've been discussing for over a year. Um, and in that time, I've noticed that the Huawei mobile services thing has actually improved. There are more better apps in the App Store. There are better ways to get those apps than when I started. So, I mean, I can't believe the phone clone thing didn't work. So you were cloning from a Samsung phone. Is that yes. right? And that didn't um, work. We brought yeah, yeah. about pretty much nothing, just my contacts. Anyway, um, then the other thing, then I noticed SwiftKey is the default app the default keyboard. So I'm like, cool, I'm just going to sign in. So I signed in with a Microsoft account on the, the, the Office app, which works fine. Then I try signing in with my Microsoft account on the SwiftKey app. And it I get stuck in this loop of like putting in my oh, email, putting in my geez. password. And then it's like, put in my email, put in my password. Then I'm like, cool, I'm going to use Google and Google takes me to the browser. And then I do my Google dot. And then I get stuck in the same loop but just with the browser. <laughs> okay, guys, remember remember what I'm saying. This is for an expert who knows exactly how to work his way around all these things. If he can't find a workaround, you are heading into a minefield potentially. Lindsay actually reminded me of all the bullets that I dodged in setting up this phone. I'd actually forgotten how many issues I encountered. I just gave you the cut down version of how wonderful everything was working. But actually, my first few attempts were very rocky. I learned from them, which is by when I installed the phone for the third time, everything worked. Because by then I'd learned everything I did wrong. But your typical consumer is bound to struggle. Now, Lindsay's only halfway through the situation now. He doesn't, he still doesn't know at this point how many key apps are and are not going to work. Lindsay's a serious Google app user. So we'll see how that works out. Um, the Microsoft Edge browser is no longer available in the Huawei app. Store. No, 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 but that was that was key for me. That's what helped me get all my other apps installed. What so, the hell so I go, I go, I go straight. I make same. a beeline for the for the app store because it told me to update the, the browser app, and I'm uh -huh. like, cool, okay. I'll just search okay. for Microsoft Edge because Gavin said it would work. Yeah, and yeah. Then this is really the last thing I'm going to say about this now. And then I search Edge, and then it, the Windows, the Microsoft Edge thing comes up, uh -huh. and uh -huh. it says this is not available yet. Please click add to add it to a wish list of things that you would like. And I was like, no that, that's weird. That's weird. That no that is strange. Anyways, I will I will I will delete everything, restore factory defaults, and try again cloning from the from the LG G7. And hopefully it will be sorted out by then. But Gavin, I know you yawned your way through it last week. But the <laughs> Galaxy Note 20 is launching right. when we record next week. We will probably okay. record just before that because we'll know everything before it launches. And there's one important thing, Gavin. It's launching with the new Gorilla Glass. I think this should be seven, um, yeah. but it's called Gorilla Glass Victus because people yes. can't count to seven. Now, now, what's happened with Gorilla Glass? If people don't know, Gorilla Glass is a special kind of glass that's been on all the top-end phones for years and years. They make the glass super tough by exposing it to chemical um layering and things like that the glass gets super tough but they have to trade off how hard it is versus how scratch resistant it is yes. so how crackable it is versus how scratch resistant these are two different properties of the glass we think the of it as all the same, same thing corning by the way that makes right. corning glass. makes gorilla glass we we think of it as all the same thing scratch resistant and break resistant but actually there are two different properties of the glass that make this work so um they've had to trade off on those oh gosh um 
I have someone invading my my pod space over here. <laughs> it's it's the PR person from Huawei coming to give me a clap. No. <laughs> no, they've got the wrong person. You're the one they're looking for. <laughs> um, so chemically um, treated glass. That's how they do it. Uh, they yeah, yeah. Em- embed it with different properties. So they'll like yes. put in different soda ash into the, the glass mix to make it a little bit more bendy. Um, they'll add like hardening layers on it. And now they have created Victus, which promises double the scratch resistance of last year's stuff for 2018's Corona Glass 7 and performs better in drop tests, surviving two meter fall compared to its predecessors, 1.6 meter. So it just has a, I think it's up like by 50%. Um, so it's like somewhere like at 70% survival potential from a two meter drop onto concrete. That's what they tested right. it on. Okay. I mean, so this is all very impressive. I, to be honest, I haven't noticed fewer people breaking their screens, even though apparently the screen glass has gotten better and better. More people have covers than before, but I haven't noticed fewer people breaking their phones. Maybe I could be wrong. One of the things that confuses me, and I'm not 100% on this, what do they put on the back of a glass phone? It's regular glass or it's toughened glass? No, it's also Gorilla glass. Phone. It's, um, so front like and premium, back. premium phones. Yeah, premium phones. Like Usually, like LG likes to do it where they have the newer one on the back and the older one on the front. Because oh, like the with, between Gorilla glass, five and six, like five was better for impact or scratch resistance. Okay, and so they put six it on the was back. better ah. for like impact. So they'll normally right. do that, but the Note 20 is going to be the first phone in the world with Gorgolos Victus, unless something comes out between now and then. <laughs> mm. We don't, we okay, don't so, know anything can happen. So two things. I read a part of a headline, so this is basically picking up Stompies, but it yeah. picks up on something that we said last week. I saw that someone said it's going to be outrageously expensive. You didn't seem to think it would be any more, any less expensive than in the past, but I'm getting the impression it's going to come in way over the 25. I think I think mm-hmm. the Ultra is the, which will be the big one and have all the headline features. I right. think that's going to be like 23k, um, and that's, then the standard so Note, 10, Note 20. I uh, is going to have a plastic back. I'm all about that plastic life, bring right, or at least right. what, what Samsung calls glastic. Glastic, uh-huh. to say it in, in our parlance. Plastic <laughs> made up to look and feel like frosted glass. Yeah, yeah they, did okay. that, they did that trick on the A51, um, which, mm-hmm. which I quite yeah. liked, actually. So it will still scratch like plastic. But anyway, it's nice and smooth and has all of those things and grip, grippy texture. Um, so that's going to come with a plastic back and have like a smaller or lesser um, 5G modem as well. So sub-6 um, 5G modem. And that should come in at like 18 to 19 grand. I'm feeling well, it. Those prices are far too reasonable. It just makes no sense to bring them in at that price because that's actually a shade cheaper than they were last year. And that's isn't isn't that a shade cheaper than the S20? Yeah, I think when really I it should cost more than because the because of of their financial results for this year and how how um, uh-huh. the global pandemic is affecting sales. I think they scrapped the note. The middle one, so the Note 20 Plus, I think they scrapped that model entirely. Yeah, and then I think they did an about turn on, on the smaller one. Um, okay. So just go with a two-product um, right. two, right. yes. approach. And then have like a cheap one that most people can yes. buy. Yes, and yes, then like yes, the yes. one with all of the things. Ooh, people who want everything. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That, that kind of works for me as a strategy. Okay. Yeah. And you think it's going to be plastic. It'll be very interesting to me to see plastic come back on phones. I mean, the problem with plastic is that it doesn't shatter when you drop it. 
but it does scratch up in a way. The glass also scratches up, but not as badly as plastic. And they have a case I, on it anyway, Gavin. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I think that Samsung will have put quite a lot of tech into the materials of the back of this phone. If they're not going with glass, they will have put some thought into the materials. I'd be interested to see how that goes on. I think that I'm potentially a Note user, actually. Not so much with the stylus. I wish I could get into the stylus, but I never ever I'm managed to take advantage. Though. I never managed to take full advantage of the stylus. But... I just, I like its business-like quality. It doesn't yeah. feel like a fashion phone. It feels like it's all business, you know, and that's what I like about it. And it's good to know that it's got all the great innards of, you know, a top, top phone. Yeah. So okay. here's, here's where I'm at right now. So my my little lineup is a smartphone and obviously the iPad mini, the amazing iPad mini with the Apple Pencil. <laughs> so if I could roll with an iPhone, my trusty iPhone SE, so I can test the iPhone stuff, and a note that I can then plug in into like a deck stock or something. I I think I'm falling into that category of user. I am very anti-dual screen until the Microsoft Surface Go thing. What's it? Uh, I forget what it's called. The the dual screen Microsoft Surface Duo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, when when that comes, I will pass judgment. But LG's (sighs) flirting with with dual screens is kind of soured that in my mouth. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. Okay. I'm not about the the folding phone life. Still, I am not. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think I think Note is going to be right up there. But anyway, Gavin, that's enough about those things. Okay. Talk about laptops. Tell me something that I don't know. What is coming tomorrow? Tomorrow. Tomorrow being uh, Thursday. Um, yes. Thursday, the thirtieth of of July. There's a product okay. announcement coming from Huawei. That's um, right. So. Hoping- Huawei is actually going to lay out some of its business strategy. It's, it's going to be more interesting than it sounds. I think they're actually going to talk about product pipelines and so on, which is obviously going to be very interesting because if it's a full product pipeline, especially for phones, then we know that they really are all in on HWS and, you know, they're not holding back. HMS. I thought they Huawei might trickle. Of- oh, HMS. Yeah. What did I say? HW, <laughs> M- MW. What, what did I say? Wireless services. I mean, uh, Huawei mobile services. Yeah. I thought they might trickle feed products through that just to see what the uptake is. But I'm interested to see how full the pipeline is. We'll find out tomorrow. Um, I mean, if if Lindsay's experience is anything to go by, they need to be very, very careful. I was obviously a lot more um, bullish about it. But Yeah, but what they have confirmed probably, is that Huawei um, laptops are coming, so the MateBook X will be arriving on our shores at some stage. And and the um, Mate X is highly, highly regarded, by the way. It's regarded as a top, top laptop, a laptop yeah. up there with, you know, Dell's XPS and so on. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so that's, so, that's pretty about the, the, the webcam placement, though. Uh, yeah, but a lot of people have gotten that wrong. Dell's gotten that wrong. The, a few it pops up in the keyboard, so it gives you the full nose cam. Gives you the under nose view. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gavin, you quite bullish about Harmony OS 2.0. Yeah, I, now I, I, a, I point, don't a point on the, the laptops. A point yes? on the laptops is we're still a bit intrigued by how Microsoft gets to seed its software onto Huawei laptops when Android can't put its software on Huawei phones. You know, what is Microsoft apparently got a special dispensation to do this. It's it's really interesting how different rules are being applied to different companies. I mean, if you were Google, you must be going, you know, that Jackie Chan face. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you know? Um because I I it'd be very interesting, however, to see a Huawei go out on a limb 
with the operating system it claims it's been building for 10 years. And that's called Harmony OS. Now, I must say on paper, Harmony OS sounds absolutely fantastic. It's basically a single operating system that works on cars, TVs, laptops, phones, you know, appliances too in the home, just about to everything. Be true. Too good to be true. They have had 10 years to figure this out, though. It's built, I believe, on so a Linux Microsoft. kernel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's built on a Linux kernel. It's very, very secure. And they make, they also claim it's very, very fast. Of course, there's no empirical evidence for this, but wouldn't it be interesting if it did turn out to be extremely fast, extremely versatile, extremely secure? That would really shake up the market a lot. And again, I mean, they only have to have it succeed inside of China for it to be a success, you know. And there is a kind of a nationalism growing around Chinese products in yeah. China, precisely because of Trump. So, so look I'm, out I'm for a... Harmony OS. It's up to version two at the moment. I, I've not seen it running. I've seen videos of it running on products. I had no. So far, it's had only pretty much running on, on the Huawei TV, or at least the Honor, the Honor TV. Um, yeah. uh, like what? Well, I, I like convergence. I like this idea of convergence. One, like for developers, it's amazing because you write one app and it scales to everywhere. Yep. Works on um, everything. Yeah, which is great. Um, that promise has never quite paid off, though. Um, but Apple is doing the same thing on their side. Microsoft have been trying forever. <laughs> yeah, Microsoft's been trying to get the Xbox and the PC and the phones and everything all working together. Yeah. I thought they had the best chance of pulling it off. But if they fail to pull it off, you know, they're a software first company yeah. and they've struggled to pull it off. So, you know, we'll see uh, how it goes. Yeah, so Huawei, um, the, Mate, the MateBook Xs that will come our way are from last year. So actually, they were developed before the ban, so they'll still have the Intel chips Windows. and okay. full Windows um, power that won't be affected by any trade bans or anything, um, which is then interesting because Intel was also told that they can't, well, at least Intel are trying to sneak through the back door of mm. like sell essential stuff to Huawei. Um, but Intel just lost their head product guy and they've delayed yes. seven nanometer um, processors, which is yeah, the shame. A lot of actually, I don't know where that guy went. I think he went to AMD. I'm not sure, but they or did he go to Nvidia? I don't know. Probably one of okay. the other yeah. competitors who are reeling Intel in and are basically passing it. So I mean, we discussed this. How first nano chips won a 14 nano nanometer process, then it became 10 nanometers, then it became seven, and now they're aiming for five. Yes. And, of course, Intel is still trying to get its 10 working, you know, and its 7 is no way in sight. This is the chip Goliath in the world who basically just, you know, controlled the market. Mm. It's being surpassed by everyone. Yeah. yeah just explain to, us, explain to us again, Lindsay, why nanometerage is so important and the thinness. Um, so you can shove more transistors onto the die. Um, that's the, the nanometer actually is the size of, of an individual transistor. And when you have more of them, it's more powerful and more power efficient. Um, and then you just have to like work on your thermals and, and your packaging and how you're going to like cool down that whole thing. Um, mm -hmm. And that also means you can put more integrated circuits. So like your GPUs and everything onto onto one die and have Same like chip. SOCs, yeah. like the system on chip, which they have in mobile phones. Yeah, so that's like you've got the main processor and other supplementary yeah. processors all crammed onto the same thing. So the transistors, as Lindsay says, that's what's five millimeters big. Yeah. And because those are Nano, getting smaller, nanometers. you can pack nanometers. What did I say? You can pack a lot more of them on the chip and that's what makes the chip better and better. Okay. Yeah, uh, so that's, that's interesting. Gavin, just some, just 
brief news bites. Um, the NFL is returning oh. to South African screens via ESPN. <laughs> Two ESPN channels, ESPN and ESPN2. Um, the deal was signed. It will go live on Friday, starting with like some NBA games. NBA is coming back as well. Multi-choice, mm. thank you for signing the deal with Walt Disney. I am so it's, happy. It's so weird. Yeah, for people who don't know, basically, when you think of Disney, you think cartoons, you think Frozen, you think Avengers, things like this. But actually, Disney also owns ESPN, which is the premium sports network in the States. And that's what they're now folding into DSTVs, Disney's yeah. ESPN offering. And that includes all these American sports that America files like Lindsay is so into. Gridiron football, you know. Gridiron. <laughs> yeah, two-minute uh, rugby. Two minutes actually, stop. Two minutes so stop. That's, yeah. that's starting today, the 29th of July, as we are yeah. recording this. I'm going to go check it out. Um, two 24-hour ESPN channels. I'm so happy. Thank you guys for doing that for me. <laughs> then just... Briefly, Garmin had an outage on the weekend. There was a lot of pissed off runners, man, <laughs> in mm. my socials. So many. Yeah, so many yeah, yeah. And information emerged so slowly, but it eventually the whole story came out, right? Yeah, they. Well, what was it? The wasted locker ransomware, uh, yeah. which was was demanding ten million dollars. Ten million dollars. Dollars. <laughs> if I if I had locked down Garmin, I'd be asking for a lot more than ten million dollars. As it is, Garmin didn't pay them, so they didn't mm. get a cent. Yeah. Yeah, they actually Garmin. put out the, they put out a nice press release. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. Like this is everyone's got internet connected devices now. These sort of things are going to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. By, by the way, do you do you have a view on whether they should pay? ransomware demands or not. I suppose it depends on case to case what's going no, on. No, you shouldn't. We shall not negotiate with terrorists, terrorists, even when they are insurging within our own country and holding uh -huh. us ransom. AKA yeah, in general, I would the hatful Cape Town people who just ruined my life on Monday actually made life very unsafe for my family. Sorry, they're your people. They're your people and you've they been are very my dismissive of the struggle. They, yeah. they are my people, I understand. I want how, do you, how do you yeah. shut down a country that's already shut down because of the <laughs> pandemic, Kevin. Good I point. Don't okay, care if it point. was a year to the day from your last <laughs> failed protest, but come on, guys. We all good suffer point. here. Uh, 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 moving on. Sorry uh, for hmm. anyone who's um, connected to that. I just missed it um, quite flippantly there. I do understand yeah. a lot of the... the and I rather foolishly... <laughs> your facing. people. What I mean was they're our people. That's what I meant. Yes. They're our brown, people. Brown people. <laughs> Um, then, Gavin, I'm very happy about this. It's going to improve my life quite dramatically. Would have been more helpful two months ago at the beginning of lockdown. But right. Google has finally integrated Keep, which is our favorite notes app, which I will lose access to when I go to the Huawei phone, um, into Google Assistant. So now you can say, Google, add this to my shopping list, and you can create a shopping list in Google Keep, and it will go there. So when you need beans and you say add it to my shopping list, it will put it on the beans list in Keep. I'm so happy. Mm. Okay. I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> Most people, as we've established, don't use their assistant, whether it's Siri <laughs> or Alexa or anything else. They don't use it for anything except setting alarms. It's like, uh, okay, Google, please set an alarm for 9 p.m. Okay, Google, set an alarm for 6.30 p.m. You know, that, that's pretty much the only thing that works reliably first time with an assistant. Yeah. So I don't know yeah. what, it, what you're planning to tell your assistant to do in your keep, but I think weird stuff is going to happen. <laughs> in my <laughs> keep. <laughs> you know, you, you're going you're gonna to go, uh, okay, Google, please add rice to my shopping list. And you're going to be in the supermarket and you, it's going to go, 
lice. Why would I be buying lice? Um, you know? I'm, yeah, that's I'm what's going to happen. My kids are actually really good at, at summoning and, and commanding Google um, now, okay. which is really weird, and really exciting at the same time. I'm all about using the voice as the interface for the world. Natural yeah, language. Must, I've been watching all of the Avengers movies. We're watching it in order. Um, wow. And I kind of screwed it up. Wow. Dark World. Um, but then I figured out that in Endgame, that's the movie that he goes back to when he goes back in time. I know I'm going down a tangent here. Um, so now we 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 just cleared Age of Ultron. And yeah, I was just then again just reminiscing on on my struggles with voice assistance because I've been in it from the very beginning, Gavin. Yeah, from sure, the beginning, sure. me and Blue since I've invested a lot of time, it will become my primary interface to control yeah. my entire life one day, one day. Yeah, I mean, I must move with the times because it's coming for us whether I like it or not. Eventually, you know, they'll be sending me this computer. It'll have like no keyboard and I'll be expected to drive it. So, you know, yeah, okay. Um, Moving with the times. Yeah, mm. so, yeah that's, that's about it for the quick news roundups. Um, mm -hmm. Kevin, you yes. understand that we now do the incredible deal of the week. We and do. And it lasts for we... one week. All of these deals are only valid for the week that you're hearing it in. Uh, maybe you can go negotiate for a rain check um, if the Incredible <laughs> Connection near you does not stop. But I figured out that if you go into Incredible Connection and you go into their latest catalog, so that's like in the products and you go to latest catalog and you browse all of their specials and deals, which is uploaded in this catalog, like a normal catalog, like you would get, like one of those I things in the newspapers. Yes. Yeah, like yes. When, when we used to buy newspapers. Um and you click on the thing in the catalog, and it takes you to the website where it is, Gavin. Yeah, this is quite it's amazing. Incredible. And actually, it's—I mean—we've been using it that way. We we look through the catalogs. We want to know what's available this week. What the, what are they pushing? What are the yeah. hot deals? And it is dropping us on the web page, so we can get specs, price, everything spot on. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Straight so on the web page. I found as the incredible deal, um, the TP-Link Deco E3 two pack. So not Tupac Shakur, two pack, <laughs> like the number two and the pack. It is now 1,600 Rand, down from 2,100 Rand. And that's available until the 31st of this week. So until Friday, get it while it's hot. That is a mesh router. So it's an AC router, which is just one generation back from like the fastest fastest that you get right now. It's still plenty fast. Um, 1,200 gigabits per second uh, as I far as I... think you mean megabit I, per second. Yeah. Megabit, yeah. Yeah. Um, gigabit Wi-Fi speeds, potential. Um, so it has like a central little router thing that you connect that, that the pipe comes into. You plug your whatever into. And then there's a mesh component as well. And you can buy more of those nodes and you just kind of put it around your house and like one click pair. And then you have mesh Wi-Fi, no more dead zones, um, seamless roaming, fast mesh for whole home. Two-year warranty. <laughs> okay, so I was saying, so, so your deal just covers the two extenders, or it covers the main router as well. It's the main router and one extender. And the extender, one extender. Yes. Oh, okay. So you, you can, so you can the buy whole... additional extenders. Oh. Yes, you can buy additional extenders. You can buy additional routers. You they intermingle with each other. You All can right. buy the Deco M5s, they little puck-shaped ones, and not the square-shaped wow, ones. That's cool. Oh, it's all those. part of a mesh system. Yeah, yeah, so okay. all the TP-Link stuff work with each other. Um, even I think their range extenders do 
add or to interface well with a mesh thing. Um, there are brilliant apps. Um, you were saying off air before we started that like TP-Link is going to rule the world one day. Yeah, TP-Link make, <laughs> make great, great uh, data connectivity products. Great stuff, really good stuff. Like TP-Link a lot, yeah. Okay, so yeah, mesh networking is a big thing in the States where you know, you've got these complicated houses with you know, 17 mm -hmm. rooms and whatever. And so you just put these things all over your house so there are no dead spots. Okay, um, what I found was a really big TV. Now, I'm not a big fan of getting a TV that's too big for your house. Yes. But if you've got to have the biggest, baddest TV on your block, then this is the one to get, in my opinion. It's a Skyworth 65-inch UHD Infinity Android TV. Android TV just means that the operating system they're using is Android. 65 inches is extremely large. Okay, 65 inches is... Kind of beyond that, you're reaching kind of ludicrous sizes. 65 is the yeah. biggest regular kind of TV set you can get. And the princely price of 12,000 Rand only. Now, for that, you're not just getting UHD, which is ultra high definition. Uh, that's 4K for, you know, those who wonder what yeah. 4K is. I prefer to call it UHD, ultra high definition. 65 there's, a inch. there's a difference. Proper 4K yes. is 4,000 pixels across. UHD is, can slip in at 3820 across. Yeah, so 4K was approaching. originally... 4K yeah. was originally invented for the cinema, yeah. and UHD is that same technology used in the home, so it's slightly warped. Um, Skyworth is a new TV brand, quite big in China. I've tested several of their TV sets, great, great TV sets, great picture, all that sort of thing. This one has Chromecast built into it. If you've ever heard us talk about Chromecast, it's great. It allows us to send video from your phone, from your tablet, straight to the TV. Yeah. Really, really great feature. Um, Three HDMI, two USBs, this kind of thing, and the HDMI? Android. Is, yeah, I'm a big fan HDMI. of that. Yes, yes, because you're going to want to plug in the console and yeah. the streaming device, and possibly a Chromecast. Yeah, a Chrome, but yeah, something else. Well, you would and need then, and then still have a spare USB like. with the two USBs. I found I used to bag like I used to dunk on two USBs as like being pointless because who's going to be copying USB to USB? And then uh -huh. I figured out that having a spare USB to power your Chromecast um, is actually a really good Ooh, thing. <laughs> hey, I haven't, I haven't thought about that. Hey, that's a cunning plan. I haven't thought about that. Hey. Then you don't have to unplug yeah. your Chromecast yeah. and plug in your drive. Yeah, okay, that's cool. <laughs> Damn, yeah, okay. Now, I've always had three USBs, and I've used them all because, you know. Mm. Okay, so 12,000 Rand for a 65-inch UHD Skyworth TV with Chromecast built in. It also has a Google Assistant built into the remote control. I'm not the biggest fan of that, so I won't go into how that works. Okay, and it uses Android as an operating system, so it'll be familiar right from the start. Right, Kevin, that's my incredible connection. I, I just connection. Dunk on you a little bit because there's right. one EV set that has been plaguing me. <laughs> it's been <laughs> hounding me. Okay. Um, one day I will own it if I win the lottery tonight. I'm just putting it out there in the universe. This is the first <laughs> thing that I'll buy. And it's definitely, it's only a 1080p machine, um, mm. which I think is fine because can, in the world yeah. of streaming, nobody's got time yeah. to like waste. If you're on a rain connection like I am, you ain't getting yeah, HD anyway. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And this, this it's, it's got the, the pure color engine. So I see here it's spelled per color, P-U-R. <laughs> I think you mean purr color. I don't know. That makes no sense. That makes no sense. Anyway, the Samsung 40-inch Full HD Smart TV Series 5. So it has all the Samsung Smarts built in. It is updatable. 
um, so that you can get the Apple TV app as well. And it will be updatable. If you have the Apple TV app, you also have um, AirPlay 2, which which just improves your life. Then if you have your iPad and you can't use it on the Chromecast, you can just use AirPlay 2. It's yeah. a smart TV, two HDMI. I'm a little bit sad about that. One USB, um, web browser built in. I don't know why they list it in the specs, but that's now 5,000 Rand. Um, normal price is 5,500. So 40 inches, for me, that is the optimal size for a TV. Yeah, I mean, you make, you make a good case in point. Um, I mean, 40 inch actually makes sense if your lounge is smaller than like five meters by five meters, which most of yeah. our lounges are, frankly, unless you're you know, living somewhere exotic. Um, Casa, then 40, Casa Dudley. 40, yeah, no, uh, hello. Uh, 40 inches actually works out great. It's better to get a high quality, smaller picture than a poor quality, bigger picture. It's always been my experience. And I've always gone with that. And to get a good brand name, a solid brand name, a good TV can really last you 10 years. I know that sounds unlikely, but that mm. has been my experience. Good TVs will last 10 years and deliver quality over 10 years if you yeah. get the right spec. And this is one of those. So good for you. Why it will last right. you 10 years is because you don't buy the TV for the smarts. You add the smarts to the TV, so you oh, okay. buy the best panel you can afford. That's the last that's, thing I'm going to say about that. That's story. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, fine, fine, fine. We will return to that next week, folks. Yeah. Gavin, okay. uh, there's a lot of content. I'm being very regular. Weekly uploads onto the YouTube channel. That's That Opinion Guy. Um, my video about the Ford Mach Mustang Mach E 1400, that ludicrously powerful thing that can block or sliding around, and it's just insane. And there's this, it's a, it's a little explainer that I did about why it's important because, like, electric cars are important for our immediate future. For like the premium guys to be buying that sort of thing, you need to create the need, the lust within them for those products, and making it appeal to the tuners. So this is Vaughn Gittin Jr. and the guys at RTR, which is Ford, one of Ford Skunk Works, like performance arms. Um, they they just went wild on this thing, and it's like faster than a NASCAR, and does Jim Connors better than the Unicorn, and it's just like the everything car. Runs for about two hours on battery, charges up in 45 minutes, um, but like develops 1,025 kilowatts okay. and 1,500. You made a yeah. video about. Yes, stuff, I made right? a video yeah. about this, um, okay. and I explained all of what I just said, but more yeah. animated um, in the, the video. More, <laughs> the point I took away from it is he explains a simple rationale for why electric cars are important. It's more complicated than you think, but he makes it sound really nice and simple and cogent. So it's worth listening to just to find out why electric cars are so important. It's it's important in different ways to what you're imagining. Okay. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> 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 all right. We, and then we are, P40 Pro is coming up. Um, uh, I've got some stuff going up on the website as well. That's thatopinionguy.co.za. And you can catch all of my product recommendations in Man Magazine, which is also out there for the Foshini Group account holders um, as, as a subscription. So that that's where you'll find me. Right. We are breaking some boundaries at Tech Magazine in the next issue, which is the October issue is what we're working on now. I know we're only in July, but that's how we roll in print. The October issue will be given away free. Three editions will be given away free, but digital editions will be given away free to people attending the Rage Expo, which is coming up. Now, normally the Rage Expo happens at the Coca-Cola Dome in the north of Joburg, but not anymore. They're having a virtual event this year. No one's really clear what they're going to do just yet, 
we'll be the first to know because we'll be publishing a complete set of instructions for how to how to join the event in Tech Magazine. And those who do join the event will get three months free subscription digital edition to Tech Magazine. So that's what we're working on. I'm working on the gaming content for that issue, which includes the 10 most influential games of the decade. Very interesting. And the best value gaming laptops, which I've seen over the last six months, of which there are a whole bunch. Mm. So that's all going in the magazine. That's very interesting. So I'll just give you my quick three most influential games of all time. Um, That is MDK. um, Then uh, God of War um, on, on PlayStation. And then... Need for Speed Underground 2. <laughs> okay, interesting. Okay, I'm not going to disclose what, what our 10 games are. Maybe I'll tell you next week. I'll tell you next week. Okay, and, and obviously it's also about what makes them important. Okay, but we don't have to get into that now. We've gone plenty long. I'm glad we've managed to uh, hang on to all our that long. For, I am Sharp Shooters on social media, S-H-A-R-P-S-C-H-U-T-T-E-R-S. And your next gaming laptop should include Max Q. That's it for me. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> right. We'll hear about Max. You need to fill us in on Max Q next week. Okay. I'm Gavin Dudley. We're signing off. <laughs> <laughs>